Welcome to the first United We Stand of the season. I'm Andy Mitten. I'm in Oslo, capital of Norway, rainy Oslo. And Manchester United are about to play Leeds United in a friendly game. Is there such thing as a friendly game between these two teams? We don't know. Uh, it's three hours before the game. The area around the stadium is really busy. A lot of Leeds have come here as well. This broad podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan opened his first shop in Salford in 1967 and just before it starts raining as predicted I'm going to speak to Oyston who's a Norwegian red cheers for joining us why are Manchester United so popular in this country I think English football is very big in this country and has been since what the 60s 70s when they started showing live football on telly and uh, obviously you know some of the biggest clubs have um, gained the the biggest support like United and Liverpool and uh, and today they're both really huge but so are other clubs are they? Who? Well, well, Leeds, for instance, have yeah. got like 8,000 supporters. I From think. the 70s when they were good and the it, 90s, yeah, yeah. A legacy yeah. almost. Yeah, it, it, it is. So so if you walk, walk into a bar and there's a Leeds game on, you'll see loads of supporters, but they'll all be 50 plus. <laughs> and any other English teams? Did Chelsea become more popular when they got good? They did become more popular. I don't know how big their supporters club is, but uh, I guess they've got a few, few thousand supporters registered. And uh, I think that's happened to a lot of clubs and lately it's been happening to another club as well. Right, so how big a deal is Haaland here? It's big, you know, we, we, we went to a beach last week uh, for our, our summer holidays and uh, for like the first time ever, I think, as, as long as I've lived and I'm 44, um, there are kids in light blue shirts popping up on the beaches. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah, I've been fearing this for a while, and uh, with uh, with uh, with the big blonde Viking joining, it's it's just it's just going to get worse. How is Oli going to Solskjaer thought of now in Norway? Because he's been pretty quiet since he, he he left Manchester United. Yeah, I think I think it's always going to be uh, uh, I think it's always going to be highly thought of in Norway. Uh, I think as a United supporter, I'm curious like 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 many of us are to hear his thoughts about what happens you know where with him leaving the club i think he's got a story to tell i think uh, stuff are going to come out that's uh, it's going to be interesting um so so but, but you know everybody loves him here pretty much everyone anyway even even supporters of other clubs i think really yeah yeah i think he's admired how are you feeling about united this season about the team, about yeah. the, 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 the process, uh, about Eric Ten Hag, very, very, very good. Um, yeah. yeah, very good. About the ownership situation, very nervous. Why? Very, because I, I, I don't want to become uh, another state-owned uh, owned club like, uh, like uh, some other clubs. Um, I just think that's wrong. I just think that's you know not not the kind of ownership I want, especially, and, 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 that's, and that goes for state ownership uh, in, in general. And um, but, but you know, in our case, and with Qatar being linked, it's um, it's a, a state with issues that um, I, I don't really want you know connected to to, to, to to my club. I've seen you on Twitter fighting this corner, and you get quite a lot of angry responses. Yeah, yeah, I do. But uh, you know, uh, it's 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 a huge split, um, and. Uh, I just, uh, I just, you know, keep keep speaking my mind and uh, want to keep doing that because I feel 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 I have to. And uh, but you know, I know others will have other opinions. And uh, yeah, um, let's see what happens. I fear the worst. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I think Qatar. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's who knows? Nobody knows. No, they don't know. Well, maybe you do. No, no, nobody no. knows. No, <laughs> nobody knows. So, uh, it's dragging on and but, on. But, but and it's, 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 I, I really don't know how that will affect my sort of um, my feelings uh, going forward. It's, it's going to be difficult. I, I, you know, they can't take United away from me as such, but you know, it might do something about how I feel about football. How uh, going to, to matches, going to Manchester. How often do you do that? Four or five times every season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going for the for the first game of the season against Wolves. Me and my daughter. Um, so um, yeah, we 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 hope to continue doing that and, and feeling the same way about the club we've always done. But you know, with with uh, the ownership situation, I really really don't know uh, because I feel it's it's not the way I want to go. And you know, I could. Uh, could expand on that but it's the issues that uh, are big and complicated and um, with human rights with discrimination with those sort of things but even with the the, the, the money money thing you know the, 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 the idea of if we get a state in with uh, unlimited resources everything will be fine but you know it's not the way I want the club to be run it's not we don't need that United don't need that we, we can we can uh, we can uh, stay on our own feet, so to speak. Thanks for your time. No problem. It's half time here. In Oslo, and it's nil-nil. It's a pretty poor game between Manchester United and Leeds United. It's just started raining again now. A lot more Manchester United fans here than Leeds United fans. It's a full house. People paying a lot of money for the tickets. Experienced defence. Poor music. <laughs> Young players ahead and Jaden Sancho playing as a centre forward and with Mike who's been on this podcast before last time I spoke to him on this pod was in Cadiz mid-season and uh, he was trying to shift a Tesla car he sells cars for a living and yeah. he bought it at the wrong time I think he bought it and like the day after electricity prices doubled and it suddenly became yeah. a lot less attractive did you sell that car? well I told you I sold it we did take deposit on it but the guy ended up cocking on us, so we backed out of the deal. Uh, he come all the way from London, and he, he brought his friend with him, who noticed it had a little bit of paint on the back bumper, so he cocked on the deal, and uh, no, we've actually still got it, painfully. Wait, wait, when did you get it? It's coming up to its birthday, last September. <laughs> really? Hey, it's a long time to have a car and a four-court pitch, but <laughs> really? yeah. Does and, it pain uh, you, this? Oh, it hurts me, but we're making on all the others, so but you've got to take one blow now and again, but uh, yeah. About a few weeks after we bought it, Elon Musk dropped the price on the new ones by seven thousand pounds. So that that hurt us, and yeah, so it's just plummeted in value. Like the Swiss Tony of Manchester United fan base. Swiss Tony, yeah. That show. What about your trip over? I saw you with Darren Fletcher on a plane. Yeah, Darren Fletcher was on my flight last night. Yeah, I pecked his head a little bit. Started asking him about who we're going to sign and who we're going to sell. And he, he's going to tell you. Yeah, he didn't. I thought he might let on a little something, but yeah, he wouldn't let on anything. But we had a good chat, and he's a good guy, Darren. Yeah. Not many travelled over when you compare to previous trips. I mean, it's it's a Wednesday, it's midweek. There's a lot more leads here. Yeah. In, in terms of travelling fans, obviously there's a lot more Manchester yeah, United fans. Yeah, definitely here. a contingent of Yorkshire mongs in the corner there, and I'm telling you, they're being a bit noisy. Um, but very few from Manchester and all like two others here from the northwest. How are you feeling about this season? Quietly confident. Yeah, I think uh, Ten Hag's the man. Got confidence in him. Um, but yeah, I think we just need to get rid of Maguire, probably get rid of Sancho, looking at him 
today. He's definitely not a centre forward anyway. I don't know why we're trying that. Um, yeah, I'm confident. So the Manchester United team have just just run out for the second half. I'd laugh my socks off if Sancho scores an hat trick. Now you can look alright. He's coming off him. Is it? I can't even see if he has he even come out for the second half. He's changed the whole team, hasn't he? Can't even. Yes. Eagles on Joe Eagles, good lad. Right. Okay. So you watch a lot of the reserves in youth, don't you? Yeah. Which of these lads do you like? You come on. Sure, all right. I can't believe uh, Charlie McNeil's not here. I don't know if he's injured or something. I thought he'd be here because he can bang a few goals in. The cheers are for the Norwegian who's come on as well. All right, I'm going to go back to my seat. Manchester United 2, Leeds United 0. Scoreline which will always give satisfaction to Reds. A run out for young players. A team changed at half time with 11 substitutes coming on. The standouts were Kobe Mainu. I was also impressed by Noam, by Isak, the Norwegian, by Mark Gerardo, the Catalan. The defence was Aaron Wambasaka, Rafael Varane, Lissandra Martinez back from injury. Mason Mount made his Manchester United debut and spoke to Eric Ten Hag after the game. He was very encouraged by what he saw from Mason Mount, but look. Pre-season is like six, five days old. Players are just back into training. This was more about going where you loved and playing in front of adoring Norwegian Reds. Leeds had a good following. And I just walked into Oslo, to the Scotsman, where the place is bouncing with Manchester United fans singing. 550 Reds in there night before the game, the day of the game. And I came out and there's quite a lot of Leeds lads here, more than, more than Manchester United. And one of them walked past, looking at it as a potential pub to have a pint in. And it was just wonderful to see his face and it slowly dawned on him that this was a Manchester United pub. And it took a few seconds and he looked at his mate and went, I ain't fucking going in there. And uh, I spoke to them. <laughs> they were nice lads, actually. But that was not the place for them. So Manchester United go from Oslo back to Carrington for a week of training. And then they hit the road big time. Edinburgh against Olympic Lyon. From Edinburgh to New York. And game in New Jersey against Arsenal then a flight to San Diego, California where a young United team will play a young Wrexham team actually a full strength Wrexham team then Houston, Texas for a big match and then to Las Vegas where Borussia Dortmund had the visitors Real Madrid the opponents in in Houston so it was really really early on in the season everyone's talking about transfers who's going to be sold who's not going to be sold striker striker goalkeeper goalkeeper Eric Tanark was asked those questions clearly he wants a goalkeeper and it's clearly he wants a striker and it's pretty clear that Manchester United will need to move a few players on before finding an equilibrium ahead of the First game of the season against Wolves. I love coming to Norway. 
it's actually a little bit cheaper than normal because the pound for once has been quite strong against the Norwegian Krona. But the proper United are huge Manchester United support in this country. And I think it's right that the club should, should play here and sell out the stadium. Ticket prices are expensive, but this is a rich country. People can afford it. So economics definitely plays a factor. I've been with some former United players in the last couple of nights. Uh, John O'Shea, Wes Brown, Andy Cole. Ambassadors, former players, call them what you want. Good people. People happy to meet with fans, to tell stories about their careers. And Manchester United have brought a lot of staff over as well. Try to engage with fans to a level I've not seen before. First came here in 91, there was very little interaction. There's almost an innocence to the interaction then. Sir Alex Ferguson seeing a group of us and saying, do you want to go for a few beers with my players? <laughs> I mean, imagine that now. Nothing like that happens at all. And obviously, with good reason, it's impossible for it to happen. But there's definitely been some decent engagement on this trip. And the team already flown back to Manchester. I'm going to head off myself. Good night from Oslo. Breaking news. Manscaped now has beard products available in your country. That's right. They're once again revolutionising men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard like never before. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code UNITED for 20% off and free shipping. So it's time to tame your mane. Say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel it gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all in one guard. Have a look at it on the website. So no more messy drawers, full of extra add-ons. Plus it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid the hair in the sink. The titanium coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there though. They've created four dermatologist tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, the beard shampoo and conditioner. Remember, all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the head on your hair. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs and replace natural oils and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped beard oil. This helps relieve dryness both on the beard and in the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine. Cap off the kit with a beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturises and tames for a sculptured look to attract any fellows or dames. The Beard Pro Kit comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb and scissors to ensure your hair is ready to impress. So get 20% off with free shipping with the code UNITED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code UNITED. 
Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. It's a couple of days after Oslo and I just finished this podcast off because a few things have happened in that time. Uh, on Friday, uh, Manchester United, well, it was made public that United would be fined for a breach of UEFA's uh, financial fair play rules. Uh, Manchester United were disappointed about this, but I, I spoke to somebody who knows far more than I do about financial fair play. That's that someone who does it as a, as a living or a big part of their living and asked them to tell me in a language which we could understand um, what was going on. And he said, given United have accepted the judgment and that UEFA themselves refer to it as United reporting a minor break, even deficit, it would seem that both parties have agreed on the basic facts of the situation. And United's complaint is that UEFA were not more flexible in the application of the rules. The fact that United are choosing not to appeal is, I think, significant in this regard. I think what's more interesting is United's assertion that, quote, the club continues to support the enforcement of rules to promote financial fair play and sustainability across domestic and European football. End quote. My interpretation of this is that United are saying we're supporting the necessary financial sustainability rules and all of a club should do so too. No prizes for guessing who this wider message might be directed at. Personally, I think this is a positive assertion by United without strictly unfairly enhanced financial fair play and sustainability rules. The league could become a procession in which the richest clubs win and everyone else loses money trying to catch up. You should also note that the Premier League financial fair play rules have always allowed clubs more latitude on loss making. So there's nothing really new there. So I thought that was was quite interesting. What else has happened? Harry Maguire has been told by Eric Ten Hag that he's no longer to be Manchester United's captain. No huge surprise there, given how few games Harry Maguire started last season. You would assume that a manager wants his captain playing in almost every match. So I think that's common sense. I think it makes sense. I think Harry Maguire's statement uh, saying how disappointed he was is a natural reaction to that. He's been disappointed to lose his place in the Manchester United team as well. But he does have a contract and when he played last season, I don't think he played that badly. Clearly, there's an issue though because he's not even United's backup centre-half at the moment. Victor Lindelof finished the season strongly and even Luke Shaw was playing a more central role in defence after um, Lissandro Martinez's injury. Thankfully, Martinez came back against Leeds United in Oslo and he looked absolutely fine there I think Maguire is one of those players who Manchester United will not seek to push out but if a good offer come in for him would absolutely entertain it and a lot depends on him does he want to play football or does he want to be peripheral he's said a lot of good things but he's also said that football can change very quickly and that's true but clearly he can't have another season like last season there are other players who United would be looking to move on and need to move on. Alex Tellis, his future's not at Old Trafford. Uh, the club feel that he's just played in the Europa League final for the winning team, Sevilla. So clearly there's value there. There's definitely interest in him. The problem is clubs like Flamengo, for example, in Brazil would like to take him on loan. What Manchester United want and need is money in the bank. Scott McTominay's a player who United would get decent money for. 
but nothing's happened so far there yet. Fred as well. There's been links with him uh, to Fulham. And there are a couple of other players. You know, if a big offer came in for Jadon Sancho or Anthony Martial, Manchester United would absolutely entertain it. Is a big offer going to come in for either of them? Doesn't look likely, does it? Dean Henderson could get good money for him, especially if Andre Onana comes in. And why is he coming in? Well, the manager changed his mind, basically, towards the end of last season. His, his attitude hardened on David De Gea, and he knows Anana very well uh, from his time at, at Ajax. And there is a trend, and Eric Ten Hag's been part of that, uh, for head coaches, especially at top clubs, who want possession-based goalkeepers more than a goalkeeper who just makes tremendous uh, stops with his hands like David De Gea does, and with his feet as well, to be to be fair. Um, De Gea made many defining saves, and I spoke to a couple of goalkeeping coaches about this situation, and they said that Ten Hag regards a goalkeeper as an outfield player. And while David De Gea changed his game and did learn, we saw some of those events at the end of last season. Severe away was awful. The cup final was even worse. West Ham away. Brilliant save at Bournemouth, though. In, well, what would be his final ever league game for Manchester United? One where United assured qualification to the Champions League. I watched Anana a few times in the Champions League last season for Inter in person and, and on TV. Uh, really struck by the way he pings the ball out to the full-backs and Inter were attacking even away at Barcelona, straight onto it, and got two good results there, which ultimately meant Inter came out of that group and Barcelona didn't, and Inter got to the Champions League final, which was a, a big surprise at the time. But he's, he's excellent with his feet, and Eric Ten Hag knows him more than anybody. So I'm going to go to America on Thursday. Got a couple of nights in doing Q&A sessions with Wes Brown, um, Thursday night and Friday night in Manhattan at Smithfield Market, sorry, Smithfield Hall, Smithfield Market's in Manchester, and Longacre on Friday night um, with the US Reds, with the New York Reds, so looking forward to that. So if you're around, uh, come along, and we'll do further do's in... San Diego, the San Diego Reds, and there's a United fan convention as well in Las Vegas. Loads of former players are, are going to that, so that should be um, decent. It'll be the first time to the States since COVID. There were a lot of visits between 2003 and 2018. Before that, United hadn't played in the States for 20-odd years. It just wasn't really figuring pre-season, but now with the number of sponsors, obviously the Glazer family as well, given where they're from, and the fact that the US is, has become more and more uh, football friendly, and it's growing all the time in that country. We've just seen Lionel Messi join into Miami. Sadly, he won't be managed by Phil Neville, but Messi going, following in the footsteps of Beckham going there, and the number of teams in MLS. I think there was 16 when Beckham went, 31 now, and crowds are good, purpose-built stadiums are being built. So some incredible statistics in terms of attendances in places like Seattle and Atalanta and Nashville. But this time United won't be playing MLS teams, but, but Arsenal, Wrexham, Real Madrid, 
and Borussia Dortmund. So big games in big stadiums with big ticket prices, unfortunately. But it should uh, give some indication of where Manchester United are at. And if Eric Ten Hag has his way, he'll get the deal done with um, Onana and he can travel and, and meet his two new teammates in America. Just like David De Gea did back in 2011 when he got on the plane and looked like a seven-year-old as he met all his new teammates, 17-year-old. He's still very, very young. So we'll bring you the next podcast from New York at the weekend around that Arsenal game when we'll be speaking to loads of different people. And hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. You should also know that you're listening to this podcast for free and we're supported by the people who help make it happen, Betfred. And for this one, um, ExpressVPN. You've heard me talking about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy, but choosing a VPN that you can trust is, is equally important. I use ExpressVPN. I've used it for four or five years now, and I definitely recommend it. I've got full confidence that ExpressVPN is excellent, and here's why. It doesn't log your activity online. There's loads of cheaper free VPNs that make money by selling your data to advertisers. ExpressVPN doesn't do this. They've even developed technology, a trusted server, that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Number two is Speed Express. VPN uses Lightweight, a new VPN protocol that they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. I tried several VPNs. I really did stick with one for a while based in the Czech Republic, but it just wasn't happening after a bit. And one of the reasons was it kept slowing my connection. But ExpressVPN is usually fast, lets me stream videos if I need to. There's no buffering. And the last thing that I really like about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills to set it up. Just fire up the app and tap one button to connect. That's it. Even your grandparents could do it. And that's not just me saying this. CNET, Business Insider, The Verge, and many other tech journalists rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link expressvpn.com forward slash united today and get three extra months for absolutely nothing on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united to learn more. Until New York, goodbye.